Did you know that squirrels are behind most of the power outages in the U.S.? I am not shocked by that at all. The APPA says that squirrels are the most frequent cause of power outages. They even developed a data tracker called the Squirrel Index that analyzes the patterns and timings of squirrels' impact on electrical power systems. <laughs> Turns out the peak times of the year for squirrel attacks are from May to June and October to November. <laughs> and it's usually caused by them either tunneling through or chewing through electrical insulation. I was going to say, like... You know that crap's gotta be super warm, so like, oh, this might be a nice nest, but why is it humming? Oh my gosh, I can believe it though. The squirrels around here are terrible. I hate also, them. Also, spider webs were used as bandages in ancient times. Okay, how? Literally how? Well, in ancient Greece and Rome, the doctors would actually use spider webs to make bandages for their patients. And they supposedly have a natural antiseptic and antifungal property that can actually keep wounds clean. It's rich in vitamin K and helps promote clotting. So I guess, you know, pretty much when you're out of bandage, just go to, you know, your attic and grab some uh, web of psyllin, if you know what I mean. <laughs> just, I hate you. <laughs> I so hate you so much. Oh my gosh. Um, anyways, aside from that, Hello. I haven't seen you in a while when it's just been me and you. Yeah. Cause, I was going to say, usually we have people over. We have... Yeah, because normally it was what? We've done one with Mason. Hey, mate, speaking of. Yeah. We've <laughs> done one with Luis. Well, we've done two with Luis. Um, I'm a... Yeah. I mean, it's probably been about two or three weeks since it's just been me and you. It has been a while. Last, uh, last one we did was with Mason, actually. Um... Yeah, so today, we just kind of been talking about, like, relationships and just some funny-duddy stuff. I mean, hasn't been anything too crazy. So, what's new with you? How was South Carolina? Well, I didn't go to South Carolina. I can't... How was visiting family? <laughs> Let's say that. Uh, visiting family was... Visiting family was actually pretty nice. It, it it was kind of a weird feeling of nostalgia, kind of having a surprise visit for my sister and all of this. Yeah, I mean, wasn't the last time? When was the last time you saw her? Oh man, probably when I went to Iceland. So beginning of the year. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a few months. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Jesus. I will say though, like, I think it was a couple weeks ago. I actually went and ate dinner with my family, but it was still kind of weird i guess um just because i don't they literally live like right there but i just don't go and see them at all mm -hmm. and i think you're the party host by the way oh shit i am all right but yeah um yeah what's I mean, up bro i know you had said that you were teaching some we on that uh podcast some cousins like how to swim and everything yeah <laughs> hey <laughs> Yes, uh, I was actually, yeah, I taught two of the three little girls how to swim. Okay, how? Because uh, that would just blow my mind on like, oh, hey, do this, but don't die. I uh, basically just said, hey, keep your head out of the water and keep kicking. That's all I got to do. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I said, feel yourself going under, push yourself up. Yeah. I was like, if you feel like you're getting tired, lay on your back. 
That's fair enough. So, before we started recording, we were actually talking about some fun relationship stuff, and that's always a fun <laughs> and scary topic. Uh, you fucking right. So, we're not going to give the full details, but the general idea of, or the general idea behind it is, somebody's personal happiness is kind of in question right now. A lot of people have a feeling as to why it is, and it's, in this case, unfortunately, it is a partner, that they feel this person's happiness is kind of in question. Um... Well, it's not as much as we feel it's in question. It's it's, it's more of uh, it's definitely in question. Okay, like she's legitimately unhappy. Oh yeah. Which I kind of guess brings up the question of like, at what point does it stop being commitment, and is it, and it start being. You have to like. There's this. Like, or is this kind like, of like a high is, mindset of... Why does it stop being altruistic and start being self-advocative? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, there's, I mean, that's just a finite line eventually that just gets crossed. Like, more people should be self-advocative, but they, and when they're in a relationship or if they're, you know, in any form of union with another person they kind of have that feeling of they have to be altruistic and you know kind of bend their will to the uh convenience of their significant other but see i mean at some point that kind of becomes toxic like I oh mean, yeah it's definitely like toxic. one example for me would literally be you know if i'm in a relationship i'm having a bad time and they end up having to support me for i don't know like three weeks or a month while i'm trying to find a job while i'm trying to you know do something like say a car breaks down, that's a that's a huge chunk of money out of my pocket. I mean that's you know? a huge chunk of money, but I mean if they're willing to help and they're willing to help, or if they're able to, then sure. But I mean they don't exactly have to. No, they don't have to. But then it's like you're. But I mean that it's a different story as compared to you know if you're the only person making the income in your yeah, relationship see, and me, the other person doesn't make an effort. I think that's the question I'm trying to ha- or figure you know, out is that. where is that line of being bummy. Versus you're going through a rough patch. Like, how would you personally know? Um, I mean, honestly, there. I think there's different signs. Yeah. A lot of times it's just oblivious because, you know, people are just going to be like, you know, we're happy for the instant gratification of things rather than, you know, what the actual long-term scale is. So, I mean, some people may think, oh, you know, I'm completely happy and, you know, sufficient to myself in this, you know... Yeah. Like, what was I saying? Um, happy and committed to this relationship, yeah. but... You know, like, yeah, you can say you're happy and committed to a relationship because, you know, this person is staying loyal to you. Yeah. And, like, in all reality, like, you're actually just unhappy because there's, you know, in comparison to, you know, here's these, you know, happy events like, oh, we got married and... You know, we have a kid together, and, you know, we're living the life as a family, but, you know, if someone else's actions is going against, you know, your own moral belief, then that's, there's not really any worth to that. Yeah. And a lot of people don't see that because they think, oh, you know, I have to be 
you know, since I'm with someone who's staying with me, I have to be happy. Well, so. I mean, because I even have a coworker going through that. Uh, actually, hang on one second. I'm going to get online. I'm going to explain to Mason what's going on. At least he can hear what we're talking about. Yeah. Because it's probably just like one-worded things. Yeah, he pretty much hears what I'm just saying. Yeah. Hello. Mason, can you hear me? Father, can you hear me? Oh, wait, I turned everybody off. Mason, can you hear me? Hey, we're doing the podcast right now. Yeah. So you'll be hearing our little conversation. So if we don't answer, it's like... (laughs) It's like nothing against anybody. Yeah. And we also wanted to put, like, kind of have you in the... uh, In the game, too, just that way you can hear what we're talking about. As opposed to just being like, oh, it's quiet and Matt's only given you know, these answers to a question that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, so the problem I'm having, or not I'm having, uh, what's going on with one of my coworkers is she, maybe about two weeks ago, broke up with somebody because a situation like that exactly happened. You know, she has a kid, she's about eight years old, and that's an awful time to go through a separation. Like, that is freaking scary. So what happened is, he is, you know, he is the definition of bummy. He doesn't work. He really doesn't do anything. And the only reason why she was with him so long is because he was able to stay there and help with the daughter because she had to go work and the hours never lined up. Like, it would either be her getting off from work too late or, you know what I mean? Just the schedule wasn't there. It wasn't good. So she broke up with him, and now it's kind of one of those awkward situations of he can't pay the lease or the rent, so she's having to pick up everything. And, yeah, it's sad, but then he also um, can't support himself, so she feels bad about just kind of kicking him to the curb because apparently he doesn't have a good family life either, like even with his own folks. So she, like, in the most blunt way, she got stuck with the baggage. And it sucks. So because of that, you know, she has a lot of stress. She is freaking the fuck out. I mean, she just has no time to herself. And, you know, she's about 29, just like um, some other people we know. And you're still, like, in that figuring out phase. You You don't know what the fuck you're doing. You don't really know exactly what you're doing even after 30. Yeah, that's true. More or less. Most people don't get married till after they're 30. And that's kind of the... I had this toxic mindset when I was younger of just like, oh, by the way, um, you know, people in their 30s, the only reason why they're getting married is because, you know, oh, well, I have nothing else better to do. And then I realized... Dude, getting married in your 20s is fucking terrible. It, it is really hard. is. Unless you that have... such a terrible idea. Well, unless you have, like, a good-paying job and a degree that can actually, you know, suffice you, like, getting married at a young age sucks. I mean, some people can do it, and I applaud them. Unless you sign that prenup, like, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Speaking of prenups, uh, God, there was was somebody in the news recently, uh, 
So they assign the prenup. Uh, you know, divorce is kind of going through, and she is literally taking the prenup to court for half of everything in the lawsuit. And this is like some fucking actor or obviously somebody with enough money, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can you actually take that to court? Yeah. But I mean, what what's the, like, how would you present that as a full-fledged case of, oh, well, we signed this prenup. We both agree that the marriage will end in a, you know, healthy and safe manner, but yet I'm still taking you to court because I want all of this stuff. I mean, if you sign a prenup, then you're basically authorizing that you basically are sharing the same belongings or you're sharing the same uh, financial stipends. Um, oh, wait, is that what a prenup is? Mm-hmm. Prenup is basically stating that it, when you guys divorce, um, basically it go, it's going to go half and half. Oh. Then why is she taking it to court? Just take your half and go. Well, if she's taking it to court, then that means she's wanting... She's probably wanting reimbursement for what she's pretty much provided. Which she can actually state that if she has receipts and bills that have her uh, financial information on it. But that that is so much work. Oh, it's a lot of work. You have to hire a lawyer and everything just to be able to present that as a case. Because otherwise, any other other judge is just going to be like, well, you signed the prenup, so tough shit, you know. So Unless, what, was the, what was the point of getting married in the first place if y'all were just going to fuck each other over like that? There wasn't really the point in the first place. It was just, it was probably more of the, uh, you know, instantaneous, you know, military happiness of I'm with someone and I need to marry them within the first, like, three months of dating them. And then I'm going to fuck them over. Yeah. It's like, God, that is such a horrible way to live. Oh, it's a very shitty way to live. Like, really... Prenups are really only good if there is a form of, like, mutualism out of it. Like, you both share the same credit card accounts or all that. Yeah. That's really the only beneficial thing out of it. But if, like, if both of you, like, you know, share an account, but you guys make your own money, then there's not really a point in having a prenup signed. See, that's what I would do, though, because... I mean, I... You know, I mean, I personally would not sign a prenup because oh, I because no, I feel like in my if if I'm gonna be married to someone or if I'm gonna be you know with someone, you know their money is their money, my money's my money. If we want to go put together and you know share to like, you know share a lease or, um, you know even, you know share a mortgage or whatever, then. Yeah. The significance to that is, you know, she can spend money on whatever the fuck she wants, and I can spend money on whatever the fuck I want, and then we can come together and pay the bills. Oh, yeah, I'm wanting to play Warzone right quick. I forgot I wasn't the leader. But see, I mean, to me, that's the thing that's insane, though, is why don't people do that? Like, the one thing I've heard from a couple people who were married for a long time was like, oh, you guys never discuss your paychecks, like, or, no, 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 actually, the one was, oh... I look at his bank statement. Like, I'm the one who always does this. Like, I have to know how much he makes. It's like, mm-hmm. no the fuck you don't. 
It's like if we agree to go on half on bills, on rent, on any of our car insurance, anything like that, mm-hmm. that's what we agreed on. That's Yeah, that's our own prerogative. The rest of the money, though, it's like, use it on you. Why should you be concerned about the other person? Like, like, if I want to treat myself to a new pair of shoes, I shouldn't have to bring it up to you know, my significant other that I want to buy myself a new pair of shoes. And I'm not even saying that in a negative way. Unless it's I'm like, using the money that's between the two of us. Yeah, like that's I'm whenever money you're like, hey, That's when off. you got to bring it up. But, like, if, if you know, some... Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I need to get new work shoes, but... <laughs> I mean, you see all my shoes over there, so... I don't have... I used to have a lot of shoes. I don't have a lot anymore. Oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> I'm still trying to get a job at Publix. So, to anybody listening to the podcast... We also have a, another friend in our headset right now. I wish there was an easier way to hook him up, but... You um, guys have already met him before, anyways. Yeah, he, he was on a previous podcast with us. He'll yeah, be he'll be on another one tomorrow night with us. Yeah, tonight um, it was just between me and Matt of just talking, so... If we get quiet, then Mason asked us a question or told us something. Yeah. Actually, I'll probably just repeat it, just for fuck's sake. Uh, he told me that I need to get a job at Publix for, like, the fourth time in the past, like, two weeks. <laughs> We've all been kind of egging it on. It's like, I want to get a job there, but, like... The deli boys. I don't know yet. <laughs> they... <laughs> we have our own regiment. It's all good. They have their own regiment on Modern Warfare, and I'm not a part of it. <laughs> Specifically because he doesn't work in a deli. That's so silly. <laughs> That's the only reason why I'm not a part of it. Like, the fact that we already got Spencer in on it, too, is... <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah, Spencer's... Uh, so is Ethan. Ethan's probably, like, passed out after, you know... Being sick a, forever. That and getting his freaking melee up to platinum all day today. <laughs> what? Nerd. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Uh, no, I mean, it would totally be great. I would, uh, it, yeah, we can play Plunder. I'm fine with that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would totally be down because it's like I told you, I would love to start at Publix and then start transferring to different departments to find out what's going on because um, I would love to start out in like the uh, bakery and stuff because mm-hmm. I. Mason just told me to don't do that. But the reason why is because I do my best work when I'm learning something. I can't stand Mason's the, like... Because girlfriend works in the bakery. I can't stand the consistent shit of, oh, here's what you're doing every single day, and you don't get to learn some, something new that you've never touched before. Like, I, <laughs> Mason, I understand you learn something new every day. It doesn't seem like... <laughs> That doesn't surprise me at all in the nicest way possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so... I mean, it's just... God, marriage is scary. <laughs> Mar- yeah, marriage is like a funeral with cake. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that instead of wearing all black, everybody's wearing white and they're crying for a good reason. Yeah, I'm, but it's, it's again, it's one of those things of, you know, our friend Amanda, like, whenever we were talking to her, 
we were all surprised and so hyped for her that six she, years. Yeah, she's living with her current boyfriend of six years, and we're just like, okay, put yo, a ring living. on the finger, boy. Well, they also may not be the type of people who don't care for that. You know what I mean? Which well, I who wish should that was a care more... in the first place. <laughs> like, really. I feel like that should be like more talked about and general thing is just like their business is their business like yeah it's like if you don't get married then who gives a fuck i mean you're still happy there's not really a need to kind of just pry and be an egg stuff on yeah you know it's like oh when am i getting grandkids like if i want the you know prolong the inevitable pretty much yeah and so it's like you know the fact that they're you know, dating, or I guess boyfriend, girlfriend, they're in a relationship, they're in a healthy relationship, and they're living together, and it's been six years, like, damn, <laughs> like, go you. It's like goals in life. Yeah. I mean, you know, we probably could have asked her, it's like, hey, are you all get, planning on getting married or something? And they could just be straight up like, nah. Be like, nah, fuck marriage. Yeah. Like, we're forever gonna stay boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, for some people, it works. Yeah, like, I mean, it's how it do. Like, you don't need to have any legal binding to state that you have a mate. Why am I getting the state involved in my happiness? <laughs> They're the yeah. ones who told me I need to wear a condom anyways. Why Why is this judge <laughs> telling me I can now, you know, kiss my bride? Like, bitch, I can already kiss her before. I've done a lot more with my bride before she yeah. became that. I, I've, like, wed with her out of wedlock. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I'm a Catholic whore who enjoys you know Congress outside of wedlock with my. It's like even before with my wedlock. gay black Jewish boyfriend who, you know, works in an abortion clinic. Like, <laughs> hail Satan! Have a nice day, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Did you not know that was there? Money. Yeah, it's. Did it, somebody it steal our helicopter? No. I'm here. Oh, uh, right fucking on. I'm gonna but leave yeah. this building. Um, because, I mean, even one of my favorite content creators, uh, his name's Daz Black, um, you know, UK. He's nuts. Um, hey, over here. Uh, he's a, you know, UK content creator. Uh, he, he started off on Vine, then kind of branched off into YouTube, and, you know, uh, Mason, I'm behind you. Hey, we're like in first place right now. Now we're in second. All that stuff, but, uh, Okay, but the reason why um, I appreciate him and his views is they said the only reason why that they would ever get married is to take the last name because they have a daughter together. They live together and they've been quote unquote married for like, you know, nine years now without any leak, without the legality behind it. And they said they're beyond happy that they went through with that decision. Fuck, they're everywhere. All right. So it's one of those things of like, yeah, marriage is nice. Marriage well, sounds like a good idea, but it's unnecessary for you to be committed. It's completely to unnecessary. I mean, it's that I kind mean, of. It kind of brings me back to the whole. It kind of brings me back to the whole idea of, uh, you know, the whole person being not happy with their current situation. It's like, well, yeah, if you're not happy with it, then change it. I mean, there's. Yeah, unfortunately, you're kind of tied down relationship-wise, but you don't have to be if you don't want to, you know? Have I told you about how my mom got engaged? Uh, no, you haven't. 
Uh, yeah, pretty much my sister and I were away at school, and, uh, she sent us a picture of the engagement ring, and was just like, hey, so, uh, here's some news for you. We're getting, we got engaged, and Laura and I were like, okay, cool. And they were like, yeah, we're probably gonna get married whenever you guys graduate college, or, you know, at some point down the road. Like, how, how long before they actually got married? Actually, about four years. So the engagement lasted four years. Yeah. Damn. They kind of took their time. They were like, they, they kind of just decided, you know. Eventually, they were like, "Yeah, I feel like we're ready." And it's like, "Hey, I want to commit myself to you, but you know, it's we're gonna test out the, this first. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how they did it, and it works for them. I mean, I can dig it. I like that. Yeah. Mom and Patrick, you know, I mean, they're they're good for each other in kind of a weird way. Yeah, you told me about like I've met them before, and it's their relationship. Okay, their relationship. I don't know what it's like. Who they are as people is what terrifies me. Yeah, because they're not bad people, but the my like my mom's a little bit cuckoo. Sometimes. Yeah, she can be a bit of a freaking nutcase. Didn't we also kind of establish she might be bipolar? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's probably where I get it from, to be honest. Most likely. Because uh, I'm like the whole fucking eight miles. Um, <laughs> I mean, my grandfather was also bipolar. But that was my dad's father. Okay. But... Yeah, no, like, they're, they're very opposite people. Patrick's very quiet, very reserved. Like, he's a lawyer, you know, lives very routined, kind of does everything by the book. And then there's my mom, who's like, yeah, fuck this, I do what I want, pretty much. And, but see, uh, it's like, the the idea behind those of, like, opposites attract, that's in a healthy way of doing it. Yeah, because, like, it, it gives Patrick, like, what's cool is that, like, my mom's very adventurous. Yeah. So, it like, it gives Patrick the sense of adventure that, because he's always wanted to travel, and my mom's like, hey, let's go travel. So then, you know. She's just, the one who's able to plan it, but he's, like, he's the one who can actually make a good yeah, idea. Yeah, he's the one who can actually it. make it happen. Yeah. Like, she's like, hey, here's the idea, and here's, like, the Groupon information and all that, and Patrick's like, all right, well, let's book it and do all that, and because Patrick will like run by an itinerary, and my mom's just kind of like, yeah, I'll just go along. For yeah, it. I'll just take put me in the car. We'll just f- go. Yeah. But see, that's the thing. It's like that's the one thing I. So my mom tried to sneak on the plane when I went to Iceland. Oh my gosh. But no, that's the funny thing. Is like, uh, there's so many people who have a backwards idea of oh, opposites attract. Yeah, you're shy and they're outgoing, or you're loud and they're a quiet person. That's fine. What isn't fine is if, oh, hey, you know, I'm this very religious person who sticks by their morals. Oh, I'm this toxic and cancerous piece of shit who decides what you can and can't believe because, or based on whether or not I like it. It's like, no, that is the kind of unhealthy that shouldn't happen. Because, I mean, there's so many people who get the toxics mixed up. It's like, yeah, I mean, toxic people are going to be nice and friendly and everything, but they still suck. It's like, oh, but he's so nice to me until this happens, or he's just misunderstood. It's like, 
if he yells at you or puts his hands on you and you've yeah. told him or asked him not to hundreds upon hundreds of times, he's still a piece of shit. Get, at that point, you just need to punch him in the fucking face. Yeah. It's like, huh. like, I don't like being touched. So, like, if someone's going to, like, put their heads at me for, you know, whatever fucking reason, of course, I'm going to rock their shit. So, like... But there again, I've never understood, like, okay, that was my thing growing up was when I would hear about all these people who were abusive and putting their hands on people and, you know, shoving them and all this stuff, it's like, why? What's the point? What what do you gain out of that? You don't gain shit. You just gain a feeling of, like, superiority. But if you're hurting the person you claim you love, then what's the point? There is no point. It's just out of their own stupidity and sense of antiquated uh, superiority complexes. Yeah. Mason said they're being a faggot. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, you know, like, like I, play uh, fighting. That's well, one thing. Play fighting and play wrestling. That's It's enjoyable. Well, it's also a form of use of being like, for example, you know... Us telling her coworker, you know, hey, let's, you know, come rafting with us. And the first thing she says is, well, I have to take it up with my husband first because I can't go. I'm not allowed to go anywhere without him. It's like, like, yeah, I know. That's abuse. Yeah, that's just like, okay, well, he's just being controlling. Like, Like you you can have your own fun. You're entitled to have your own fun. It's like, you work. You do all the shit. You provide for him. Fucking take your break, honey. Like, you deserve that. Him, on the other hand, get a job, dude. I mean, that's what Mason and I kind of egged on. We were like, yo, dude, just come with us. Like, like who cares? We're just, yeah. Like, we're just trying to have a good time. Like. But, I mean, that's just the, that's just the sad thing, is there's so many people who are like, oh, well, I have to get permission based on this, and it's like, no, you don't. Like, I mean, just, yeah, I would... I would hop on, like, I would hop on that train, like, in a heartbeat if the opportunity rose itself. But I'm, you know, I'm not one to get in the way of other people's relationships or love lives, and I'm not one to butt in on that stuff. But, like, if I, it's like, you know, if you're limiting your freedom because of someone else who doesn't even make an effort to actually help you. Care and appreciate you. Yeah, to actually, like, help out in your living situation or whatever situation, then there's like there it's just pointless. Like it's it just kinda jumps the shark. I mean see and that's kind of the whole reason why I stopped dating was like the way I care for people and the way I kinda react to things. I can't do that to somebody else. Because, yeah, I'm the warrior. I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, abusive or anything. But I can tell whenever I'm, like, overbearing. And that's because I've always cared way too much. And, you know, I'm not going to change myself on that. I'm just going to change who and how I date. Because not everybody's going to be about that. I mean, that was a hard thing that I had to come to terms with was... I'm an emotional dude. I I don't have a filter. I am very just... I'm whatever. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And if somebody wants to be around me, I'm not going to stop them. 
but I'm also not going to change. Um, You're not going to change your lifestyle for you know that person. Yeah, you don't change because then somebody. you don't change at that point. Else, then but... who really are you at that point? Yeah, it's you like know? you don't change. Okay, the way I'm saying it is like this kind of sounds like oh well, fuck them and what they do. It's like I'm not changing. The... You don't have to say fuck them. It's just kind of like I'm not changing the healthy habits. It's like, just. I'm not changing the core beliefs of who I am just because... It's just be true to yourself. Yeah. In the end, like, if you want to have fun, go have fun. Like, you know, it's not, like, I mean, because the first thing she said was, oh, yeah, you know, my husband's going to be, you know, real keen on, you know, two guys trying to get me on a boat and wet. I'm like, honey, I was just like, yeah, I mean, like... White, wear a white t-shirt sure but like you know Jesus. we're like it's not like we're trying to fucking gangbang you we're just trying to get you on a boat to go rafting to go rafting Mason shut up <laughs> I mean yeah like yikes but yeah I mean it's that's the thing it's just god it it just it baffles me how often people change everything about them to be with somebody, the but they're is. still unhappy. It's like d- here, get behind this rock. So I am behind this rock. No, like towards me. No, they're no no. You get in, get over here. See, we're safe over here. They're shooting me from where Mason is. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, that was the thing too. Was just. Even after you change yourself for the relationship, even after you do all this, and you're still unhappy, what did you expect is kind of the way I view it. You know? It's, I mean, that's why I tell people, it's like, I'm a worry ward. The whole reason, or like the main reason why I don't date is because I care way too much, I worry too much, and I'm paranoid beyond belief. So if I'm doing that to myself without even being in a relationship... What's going to happen when I get in one? I'm just going to be even more worried and more concerned for no reason. Oh, shit. Uh, the fuck? Why can't I go anywhere? There we go. So, like, especially with this person that y'all are talking about, like... You, you gotta choose at one point. Like, are you gonna be happy or are you just gonna try and, you know, bend over to this dude's beck and call because it you're married. Like, legally speaking, you have to. Even though that's bullshit. You're not legally binded to anything at that point. Like, the only legal binding you have is the same last name. That's really all. I mean, it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's... I can't... I don't like it. I don't. I don't like. I mean, the of situation. course, you can't be ma- married to two people at the same time, but you know. Yeah. It's illegal, but. Yeah, I'm also a firm believer. There's some people who should just not get married. Uh, there's some people who are definitely like should not be allowed to breed, but they still do. Yeah. I feel like when you're 18, I'm. A, I kind of believe in the whole. Not chem- well, kind of chemical castration of like, you should be able to choose if you plan on having kids or if you're literally like, nope, 
Just burn my nuts off, dude. Like, this shit. Give me both. I want to get, like, that birth control where you, it, well, they were actually working on one where it was actually a surgical implant that puts on your best deferens and you can actually flip it like a switch. And it will either... That's so weird! Yeah, it'll That's actually, so like, weird. it'll block off your swimmers or it will enable them to flow. But see, like... And I was like, okay, well, that's, like, a severe case of epididymitis coming to yeah. happen, but, like... But the Because, thing... like, that, that would just hurt. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, okay, that seems, like, somewhat effective and controllable. That's somewhat more controllable than, you know... Women having to use their birth control. Well, see, that was even the thing was, I'm all for a male birth control. But, like, every test group that they tried it on for, like... Because, you know, it was like a it year lowers case testosterone study testosterone too Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't even that. It was... Everybody was being a little bitch about it. They were like, oh, well, it's changing my attitude. It was doing this. It was blah, blah, blah. It was, you know, making me feel bad and do all this. What do you think the birth control for women does? What do you think happens when they get on their period? Like, I mean, precisely. It's like, if the birth control for men is going to work, it's going to work, and you're going to have to deal with the side effects. Because guess what? The birth control isn't for you, dumbass. It's for the woman. Yeah. It's like, God. Like, you knock a girl up, you gotta reap the fucking consequences. And I mean, it's even those cases of like, oh, well, what if the man wants the abortion or the and the woman doesn't? Then the woman is still having the baby, but... She'd still kind of choose at that point. But it's like, um... Yeah, the, it's kind of her choice at that point. Now, whether you stay in the relationship or not, yeah, that's all up to you, dude. Like, you're gonna choose this now, but it... It was like, it was because of your actions that she got pregnant. So, yeah, no. Hop on in. Oh, shit. Well. I did. Yeah. Um, actually, that kind of kind of segues nicely into the conversa- one of the conversation pieces that came up. I'd asked a few people on Snapchat about um, some topics that we could talk about. And based on stuff like that, how do you feel about family versus the family you choose? That was the main topic piece that kind of came into my head when we started talking about marriage and everything. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I'm all about like the whole guy best friends and you know things like that. But there was this there was this one video I had seen, and it was this. And it was this guy kind of going on a rant about, like, it's like, um, you know, if I'm going to be your boyfriend, then I need to be the only guy in your life. You don't need to be getting attention from other dudes claiming they're your guy best friend or anything or anything like that. I should be your best friend. I should do this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, kind of going down the route of, like, if I'm your man, that's it. You can't have any other guys in my life, in your life. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I'm like, I get that. I mean... Yeah, you're trying to stay on the whole commitment level and being very protective about it. There's nothing wrong with that. But do you? But people like that is, do they know the whole situation as to why she does have a guy best friend? 
Because not a lot of people do, and it's kind of frightening. Because, you know, I have girlfriends. I have so many girls that I would call my sister and, you know, just things like that. But getting into a relationship with them, I could never do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely could not do it. That is the same way for me. Yeah, because you have the twins. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the idea that came from that statement was like, you know, it's... I feel like I've talked to you... um, off podcast about it but the thing behind the whole guy best friend and girl best friend thing is that's who they chose as their family so the fact you're saying that they can no longer be in their life all because they're dating you that's toxic and cancerous because who knows what their actual family life is like i mean that's like um you know homegirl um over at Publix. uh Kirsten? Yeah. It's like, the you know, whenever you told me that her family life is kind of shit, you know, if, you know, say she got into a relationship and say that, you know, she actually does have a guy best friend. It's mm-hmm. like, who is it up to the boyfriend to be like, oh, you can't be around him anymore because you have me. It's like, it's like, no, that's not how that works because that's that guy best friend. That's when she should be like, well, tough shit. Yeah, it's like. It's like, no, that guy best friend is her family because she doesn't have a family back home, apparently. Like, it's just her. So, how is that up to the boyfriend to say, oh, well, you know, tough shit. Like, I should be your best friend. I should be this, this, and that. It's like, but you can. It's like, if you're gonna be like that, then should you be really dating or pursuing somebody who does have, you know, best friends of the opposite sex if it's gonna worry you? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's okay to go for somebody else who fits. I mean, that just proves that they're insecure. It's really what it comes down to. Like, but see, and the thing is, it's like, it's not even, like, not in a negative way of them being insecure. It just shows that, you know, maybe the type of person you're going for isn't exactly the type you should be dating. Because I guarantee you, at the end of the day, they're going to pick the best friend over the relationship. Mm-hmm. And then if they choose the relationship over the best friend, then, yeah, you can prioritize. You can do this, this, or that. But, you know, it's... That's not up to you to say how you feel or how they should be feeling or acting based on your own personal emotions. Well, that goes for any type of relationship. Like, no one... No one has really any control over, like, emotions or decisions or even lifestyles rather than your own self. Like, oh. you, like you have the power to change your own, your own life and your own well-being. And if you're not going to put in the effort to actually do that for yourself and you're letting someone else do that for you, then you're giving up your own individuality. Well, I mean, that's even like uh, how you were, you know, you were friends with Christian back then. And my whole thing was I never liked him from the start. But I wasn't going to tell you, hey, you know, fuck him. And, you know, I don't think you should be around him. Well, I mean, no one one liked him. But But you also had to live with him because of that lease. But then it was like, eh, this was... like one of the worst fucking living situations I'd ever been in. Yeah. And so for me, like... So fucking narcissistic. Yeah, and so, you know, 
that wasn't me being able to or me saying oh you know uh, you can't fucking hang with them but like yeah but then i also had control on how i reacted to it and that was you know a couple times you had asked me to come hang out and i was like eh. it's like is he gonna be there it's like well yeah but he's gonna be in his room it's like eh, i still don't want to deal with it so i mean that was my personal reaction to it and you can do things like that why can't we normalize saying no to people? I mean, I didn't give a shit. You said no, and I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> it's like, but that's the thing that I was sucks. like, you don't have to fucking hang out if you don't want to. I'm like, all right. Yeah, and then it's like, we go and find, or you were like, well, what if we go out and did something? I was like, yeah, sure. Just as long as he is nowhere near me. But yeah, and so, why can't we just, why isn't things like that normalized? Why isn't your own priority and your own happiness a thing anymore why does it always have to be oh well you don't respect your parents no because they fucking suck i love my mom to death she does any and everything for me i love her i will respect her to the day i either of us die but like some of these other parents i couldn't give two shits about them i mean that's like if i'm in a relationship and i find out oh i want you to meet my parents and there's some strict ass people who basically tell her that she's not allowed to live a certain life or she has to do this and that it's like, mm. I mean, that was like how my dad was with me. Yeah. I mean, he, it was constantly like if I, you know, if I were to grow my facial hair out or, you know, even like grow my own hair out, he would like flip out because it didn't look the way he wanted it to. Well, I was going to say like with you being Jewish, isn't that kind of like part of the custom anyways is to let your hair grow out or am I just crazy? I mean, part of it is supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to kind of live in, like, you're supposed to kind of live in the form of nature. Like, you're supposed to kind of let yourself be free to, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's not as much of, like, hey, here's the custom of, you know, you have to grow your hair out. It's more of... You know, if you want to reach, you know, whatever form of enlightenment or nirvana there is, like, you have to kind of be one with your environment and kind of be in tune with, you know, what's around you. Yeah. See, that was kind of another thing I never realized. Like, literally the... I mean, it's a monotheistic religion. The, The Judaic culture is, you know, basically the same exact thing as... Is basically it's literally the Old Testament. It's you know it's it's biblical stuff, but there it's basically the cultural aspect to it. It's you know like we you gotta live the way you are, but you must you know most of those families who are like you know you have to kind of live by the rules or live by the book. It's kind of a it puts a damper on your ability to actually, you know, suffice or live and do your own thing. Right. I was never really allowed to march to the beat of my own drum. Which, again, I don't understand. I mean, my mom was all for it. My mom was very, my mom has always been for, you know, express yourself and, you know, be yourself and all that. But my dad, it was always, you know, you have to have businessman look. You have to. You know, you have to do this. It's, it was never, it was, you have to do something. Like, you, it's never, you know, 
get like it's your choice. And see, that's the thing. It's like I never understood why more parents don't want that for their kids. Is like they're figuring out who they are. Fucking let them. Like, why does there have to be some big debate or controversy behind it? Like, if they're happy, let them be happy. As long as they're not hurting anybody, <laughs> let them be happy. Yeah. Like, you're not even giving them a childhood anymore. You're not letting them explore or figure anything out. You're literally trying to live your life through them. And that is so toxic. That is such an awful thing for parents to do. So I never understood why it was so normalized. Sky landing on you. Hop on in. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, I was this back in high school, so you should be better than that and like whenever you're yeah. at that age it's like mm, but if they don't want to then they shouldn't you know what i mean yeah it's just silly it's just so basically silly. just do like yeah just do what you think is best for your own well-being but i mean it's like you know with my family i love them i'm glad i was put in the family i did it made me you know tougher it made me just you know, smarter, it's put a lot of experience in my life that I never thought I would have. But, like, you know, with you and Ryan, with all these girls in my life, with just these people, that's my other family. It's, I mean, it's connections I'll never have with my family. And, you know, experiences like that. So why is that looked down upon by certain people, you know? It's like, who cares? They're my family. I still care for them. It's like, but they're like this or they do this. Okay, they're still family. I still want them as family. Mm -hmm. So, why do you have a say in that? Well, that was like a... I don't even know if Mason has heard like some of the things said about you. But, like, I didn't listen to a, a fucking thing people said. It was like, well, I know him. I've known you for a pretty long time now. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't see any of that happening. It's... It's just people being nasty and mean for no reason. Well, it's just people putting a label on something that they don't have a understanding to. Yeah. So. I mean, it's just, ugh, ugh. I mean, the whole, I mean, it was just like what happened with Brooklyn and all that. Yeah. You know, she got paranoid over some stupid shit and thought I was, you know, doing this and that when I really wasn't. Like, I was keeping to myself mostly. But she tried to start drama, and then I got tired of it. And when I called her out on it, she then, you know, turned it on me. Yeah. So I removed myself from said situation. I just, I don't know. It's, there's so many things that, or there's so many variables that shouldn't be there just because, it, I don't know. Ugh, it's weird. Like, why can't people just be happy with who they are and not have to worry about everybody else? See, my problem is I'm an empath. Because that would be too I easy. Want to, it's like, I'm an empath. I want to worry about people. I love caring for others and all that. But, like, I... It, whenever it starts hurting me mentally and just making me feel like shit, then, yeah, I remove myself from the situation because physically I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I get that. I do that a lot. I did that 
with someone actually not too long ago. Yeah. I kind of got tired of their shit. I was just like, I was like, I can't. I'm done. Yeah. And so, I mean, and they were like threatening to cut me out or whatever and trying to say this and that. And I was like, I was just like, what the fuck ever. I was like, I'm done. But then there is also too, though, it's okay to remove yourself from people like that. But the other thing about it is never invalidate someone's emotions, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, the thing was, um, I mean, you know, somebody told me that I was expressing my emotions. I was trying to do this and that. And they said, oh, well, it just kind of sounds like you're causing drama. It's like, well, hold up. I'm expressing my emotions like you do on a daily basis because I'm the one person supporting you. How was that drama? And they were just like, well, it just sounds like it. And physically, I can't be around that. It's like, I'm, I'm fine. I understand that you can't be around drama, which is normal. That's kind of a healthy thing for you. But I'm not causing drama. I'm just expressing these feelings I have because you do, this th- you do the same to me. So I thought we could do that for each other. But I guess not. And... That was the thing that sucked was, like, I stayed in that situation for so long when I should have been, you know, dead and gone, like, fucking months ago. But you know me. Just dumb. wee Some steal my money. I just got a shit ton. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, at one point, I where, where'd you die at? I fell off one of the buildings. That doesn't help. It's. Are you on the ground? Yeah. Okay. I was downed and then I just kind of flung myself off. But yeah, and so I'm just like. Wow, that sounds like suicide. It really does. Making. I mean, it's accurate though. But I mean, that's just the thing that sucks is like. You know, yeah. You know, at the time I was mad and I should have supported her decision to not want me around. But I was also like, but you're the one actively doing this stuff. You're the one bringing your drama to me. So the one time I bring just a question or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, it that's whenever it's wrong. Like, it just, I don't know. It was one of those situations of. It's like if you're going to be a twat, then be a twat. But like, <laughs> but just know that like. I can You're be a, a bigger one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, nah, I don't like revenge. I don't believe in it anymore. Oh, I can be a fucking twat. I already know that. I mean, like I said, I just, I don't like it. It's, I don't like being angry. I don't like any of that, so. Oh, I don't like being angry either, but if I, ha- but like, I'm the type of person that like, if I need, if I need to be, I will be. And if I have to be, it's not going to be pretty. I just like to remove myself from the situation. Like, there's no use wasting any extra energy on it. I mean, it's like, I'm 23. It's, I'm starting to figure out what I want to do with my life. And being angry is not one of them. That's yes, such I, a young like, whippersnapper. Like, I don't want to be the person who, like, doesn't say I'm not angry or get mad or annoyed with something. Like, I'm not saying that. It's, I don't want to have the negative reaction to it. Like, I don't want to react poorly just because... Oh, well, this person said that, said or did this. It's like, okay, so I have to do something. When it's like, mm. it's like, mm, no, I don't have to do that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's just kind of where the whole family side of everything comes in. It's like, you know, I tell my mom everything that happens, and, you know, she supports me, but, like, there's also my friends who... Who I also tell other things, and it's like, you know, they support that as well, but they're not going to be, like, babying me or being super protective over me. It's just going to be like, well, you need to figure this out, so go ahead and start figuring it out. And, I mean, that's the type of person how I do. It's not like, hey, you need to figure out yourself. I'm like, hey, I'll point you in the right direction, but, like... Then you got to start walking. Yeah, like, I'll point you in the right direction, but overall, this is your, you know, this is you. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's like me and Ryan right now. We're trying to go a little more sober, and we're helping each other through it. But you know, I'm not gonna go up and tell my mom that, hey, I kind of had another alcoholism little spell going on, and just want you to know I'm detoxing when she already knows that I'm supposed to have been doing that for a while now. You know, it's like I had mm-hmm. a little stint, so I'm just trying to get back on track it's been the same for me though like very i mean then again i don't really smoke that much as is yeah like i don't smoke as much as i like normally used to yeah no i'm trying to get sober from alcohol like that's always been my thing because i would smoke like all the fucking time yeah because i what finished like two bottles of that vodka like no, I was actually about four. About four bottles of vodka in like a week. Or less than a week. And, you know, I tell people, oh, I'm just a heavyweight. I just drink a lot and all the time. But that's not exactly a healthy thing to tell people. Like, I genuinely can't remember the last time I was 100% sober. Until... No, I think it was today. I think today I was sober all day. Yeah, I don't think you drink anything. And, you know, it's, that's a step for me, but... God. Ugh. But it's like, I, you know, I can count on you and Ryan to kind of air my shit out on that. Mm-hmm. But if I told my mom, it would just well, be Well, even the same. then, both of us are kind of like, hey, man, get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> but even my mom, she was just being... She would just tell me the same crap of, oh... It's like, well, you shouldn't be drinking in the first place. You already know better and blah, blah, blah. Just like, yes, mom, I know. Stop, please stop yelling at me and just let me vent. Like, you're supposed to be that supportive person. She's like, no, nah, I'm supposed to tell you to get your shit together. It's like, I know, but I just, I want you to be a mom. Like, they're, like it's a different way of saying, like, hey, get your shit together. It's basically being, like, supportive of, like, oh, yeah, I know you're going through a troubled time. Like... You know, help you out, need be. Whereas my mom would be like, you're a fucking alcoholic, like, I'm putting your ass in the damn hospital. <laughs> it's it's like, it, yeah, it's situations like that. I mean, there, yeah. there was one night I went on a night drive, for example, and it was to help clear my head because I was anxious because, you know, this was when I was preparing to move yeah, yeah, yeah. home to Greenville. And so Ryan and I went on a drive. Yeah. Well, you know, I post. On oh Snapchat. yeah, I remember you telling me. I about post this. on Snapchat, being like, you know, nothing like a nighttime drive to kind of help, you know, clear mind. And my sister told my mom, because she saw the, you know, she saw the story. So my sister told her mom. My mom goes, well, messages me, and she goes, who the hell goes on a night 
goes on a drive at night, you know, for for the hell of it. Like a lot of twenty year olds. She was actually. like, she was like, what type of mental patient, you know, does that? Like, she's like, that's just some stupid bullshit. And I was like, you're kind of stupid for saying that, but yeah, it's like you're not. Which I kind of said I was like, uh, most people who live in the mountains because it's scenic it's like and it kind of gives us something to do and it's also one of those things of are you really degrading or talking shit about how i cope with things mentally like she does it all tell the me, it's time. like who are you to say what's right or wrong as far as my mental health why should that matter if something is going to work or doesn't work I'll figure it out if it does or doesn't, but why is your input that needed? Yeah, she don't really give a shit. She just kind of thinks that, oh, well. You know, I tell her, you know, I tell her, hey, I'm depressed, and she's like, oh, well, you know, you don't have a reason to be. Also, that's and the type like, of validation I'm talking about. That shit, I'm just I can't like, fucking stand that. I'm like, oh, well, okay, well. And then she complains why I don't talk to her at all, and I'm like, well. Because you don't give me a reason to trust you to talk to you. About so if I don't have a reason to be depressed, then you don't have a reason for me to trust you. Yeah. It's like, cause like I'm not gonna fucking talk. Like, I'm not gonna say anything to you about it. Cause at you, that point, you just like completely di- like show disvalue towards. Yeah. You know, it's like, how hey, I thanks for shit. giving birth to me, but uh, fuck everything else, I guess. Well, I mean, everything I do, I'm considered as an ingrate, so it's, you know, it's how just it like, goes. God, it's so dumb. That's, and then whenever people, you know, Ryan was kind of shocked how, you know, my whole family interacts with each other when they see us together. And it's like, you know, it's, there's been so many people who have been surprised by how we act. And it's like, what, you mean loving, caring, and actually giving a shit about each other? Like, how is that? new information or how is that different they're like oh my family is nothing like this i'm like well fucking why that's why everybody's like hey how's the family and all or you know how's your mom and sister and then i'm like yeah i haven't really talked to them in like months yeah like yeah like the monday and tuesday were the first like tuesday was the first time i had seen my sister since february right and you know, Monday and Tuesday were the first time I saw my mom since my birthday. Yeah, jeez. In June. Yeah. And like, see, me and my family, we try and see each other about, like, once a month or plan out something. Because even whenever we went to a Forger's Canteen, like, I think it was, like, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my mom was like, hey, I want to go get dinner. Let's go eat here. I was like, uh, why? What did I do? Is this about the speeding ticket? And she's like, no, I just want to see my kids. It's like, oh, okay. And my mom's always <laughs> like, my mom's always wanting my sister and I to come down and visit, but then it's like, I go down and visit, and then, you know, after a couple days, she's just kind of like, yeah, okay, you know, you can leave. It's like, ugh. Whereas my family is literally just like, eh, say as, you, say as long as you need to, I don't care. <laughs> like, uh, well, Dimitri, my, you know, uh, Andrea's brother, the one I told you about, yeah. one with the kids. Well, they're looking at moving down to North Carolina. Right. And they're looking to moving to Tryon, you yeah. know, where Mom and Patrick live. 
and he want and Dimitri wants to open a deli. Ooh. Down in Tryon, like a New York a New York deli. Yeah. Right. And he, you know, I was standing right there and he offered me, he said, hey, if I move down here, you know, and I get, you know, it works out and I open up this deli, like, I'd want you to be, you know, a manager. Uh-huh. There. And so his wife, you know, jokes and she says, well, I guess that means you'll have to move, uh, move in with your mom. Oh, God. And Patrick, and my mom, like, in the background was like, hell no. <laughs> Which, I mean, it wasn't even bad. Like, I wasn't even bad when I lived with them. Like, literally, I did my own thing. I just kind of kept to myself. Yeah, know, it's dude. just the fact that it's like, well, you should, you know, the bird should have already left the nest. So why oh, are you pretty much, back yeah. Well, the, like, well, her statement was, you know, if you move back out of here, you're not welcome to live back here again. It's like, and that's I said, dumb. I was like, okay, well, good to know that you would leave me homeless, but all right. Well, I mean, that's even what my mom said was like, you know, depending on what you do, like, or what happens, you're, you can stay home as long as you need. Like, this is home. This is, you know, I'm not gonna, and she, you know, the other thing is she never, like, as long as me and my sister were actively trying, as long as we were making these decisions and everything, she literally never made us pay rent or anything like that like i don't understand the parents who tell their kids oh well you don't have a job well yeah because you're fresh out of high school you're still deciding if you want to work or go to college or anything you have zero funds to your name and so when they first get their first job instead of saving them up and prepping them for a you know different kind of life you're gonna make them pay rent it's like just wait until your kid gets financially stable then go help them live a better life. Yeah. Why? Why are you making them pay rent when they can barely? I mean, they made anything? me pay rent when I moved back home. Which is dumb. Yeah. It's like you're their fucking kid. Like, what's the point in doing that? I mean, I'm understanding that, like, yeah, I'm an adult and all that, and I'm working, and you know, I can help pitch in and that stuff, which I did a lot. I bought a lot of groceries. You know, I did a lot for groceries. I did a lot. You but know, it's the for fact of being forced to do rent or forced yeah. to do things like that. That's the dumb thing. Or it was like, you know, when I worked at Michelin, you know, I would come home and I'd be so exhausted. We'll see you, Mason. Later, dog. But, I mean, that's even the thing is like, gosh, it's just so annoying. Because mm-hmm. even whenever I was... You know, living back home for what, like three or four months? I, my mom literally told me, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to make you pay rent or help with the bills or anything. That's just stupid. But if you want something for yourself, like food-wise or anything like that, then you can pay for it. Because she knew I was going to be home a lot. So she, or I basically paid for my own groceries while I was job hunting. I was like I said, like when I worked at Michelin, you know, I would... You know, be so exhausted, I'd come home, and then, you know, I'd be instantly, like, told to, you know, do this, 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 and that. It's like, mm. And then, you know, I got fired, and then, you know, Michelin let me go. Yeah. Because of the stupid crap that they pulled. And, uh, you know, so I was with, and it was literally at the time where, you know, every place had already done their winter hiring. Yep. So, I was stuck without a job for three months. Yeah. Yeah, from mid-October to early January. Mm-hmm. So, 
I didn't have any way of, you know, working. And I was trying to get a job, and, you know, Mom and Patrick were getting mad about it, you know. Oh, well, you know, you, like, you need to get a job now, otherwise you're going to be kicked out of the house. It's like, it's so silly. It is so silly. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying. And I literally kept saying, I was like, I am trying. I was like, I've been calling places. I've been applying left and right. Like, it's not like I'm just sitting around at home doing nothing. Like, I am literally on my computer most of the time of the day, like, applying to places and calling people. Yeah. Like, there wasn't really much I could do. It's like, in the nicest but most direct way ever, get off my back, woman. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's even what happened was whenever I had flunked out of college uh, the first time, you know, I was reapplying. I was trying to do this. I was trying to get my financial aid and everything. And there was one day my mom just snapped. I was like, she was like, well, did you do this? Well, did you do this? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm doing that now. I'm figuring out how to do it. And she just kind of kept going on. So I finally looked at her and said, hey, mom, I get it. You're mad. But in this instant right now. I don't need you to be the disappointed person who's yelling at me to go back to college. I know. I am actively trying right now. I need you to be my mom who understands that I don't know what I'm doing. I told her that. And instantly her mood changed. She was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, see, my mom would never do that. Yeah, and she, i tell her that and she would just tell me I was, I was ungrateful. But see, it's like, that. why can't people do that with their own families? Like, I mean, yeah, I like I said, I respect my mom. I love her to death. Everybody knows this. That's why I but don't it, talk to much of my family. That's why I don't talk to my... Like, that's why I don't talk to my parents that much. That's why I don't talk to my grandparents, really, at all. Because, like, not gonna lie, like, the only person that really actually lists pay attention is my own sister and my dad, which, one, my sister lists five hours away and two my dad's dead so like i you know who else do you have yeah who else do i really have to talk to that's my own family that's not going to sit there and degrade everything that i say and that's the thing that's or anything that i do like all they're like because every time i do all they do is you know all it is is some form of being like devalued or debunked or you know just being told oh well you're just ungrateful or you know, this, 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 and this, and being told I don't know what I'm doing and all that, when in fact, you know, I literally know what the fuck I'm doing because I've been doing it. They just don't take the time to pay attention or ask or, you know, see, and then they wonder why I don't communicate with them about it. It's like because you've basically forced me to do this stuff without you. Yeah. So why would I need your input like, after I've already done it? I haven't asked my I well one I hate asking for money in general and you know that. Oh yeah. So like the time that there was literally the last time I had asked my mom for money was like over a year ago. Yeah. And that was I was just like I need like an extra hundred dollars just to help me pay rent. Well, I mean, yeah, that was and, even what I told my mom was a. Uh, she told me, whenever you move out, I'm not paying your rent. Like, and that was fair. Like, mm-hmm. she said, you, you're you more than welcome to stay at the house as long as you want. As long as you have a job, as long as you're trying to actively do better with your life, you're not going to be a bum at the house. But, you know, this is your choices now. Yeah. And that's what she told us was, because me and my sister moved out very young. I think, uh, like, 
you know, it's like most people, about 19 years old. Yeah. But we didn't move into, like, an apartment complex. It wasn't co-signer or all this stuff. Yeah, I technically moved out when I was 18, when I went to college. Yeah, but so. I mean, like, that was, like, a stabilized thing. You didn't have to worry about rent or anything. It was, you know, it was already paid for, it was all this and that, and you had it figured out. But, like, when I mean move out, like, get my own place, you know, provide for myself and all that, I think I was... Because I did, I was 18, did that for a year and a half. I think it was just turning, or just turned 20, when yeah. I officially moved out. That was out. a lot younger than me. I was 23 when I got my... Yeah, like not in a place. dorm, not anything, yeah, like, like a legitimate yeah, place to live. Yeah, I got my apartment, I was 23. Yeah, and I wasn't even and student I'm housing or anything. 25 I was... now, living in a house, you know. Yeah. And paying rent that's, you know, very low for what it should be. Yeah, like, <laughs> we live in a three-story house, and it's, like, $800 a month. Yeah, for both 400 bucks a person. Like, Yeah, <laughs> and that's only because it's, you know, we're having to do adult stuff. I do all the outside work as far as, you know, um, clearing out any yardage or weed-eating, mowing, you know, redoing the deck, you know, just kind of the outdoorsy stuff and like as far as the inside goes that just goes to both of us of like just do the dishes do the trash and just make sure the house doesn't yeah. fall apart while you guys are here well yeah i mean even then you cover a lot of the outside stuff and i usually cover a lot of the inside yeah and that's only because it's yeah. a lot of my equipment i mean yeah i'm not gonna tell somebody with my own personal weed eater hey go do this it's like I mean, if you want to help outside, you can, but I'm not going to be like, well, you should. Because yeah. I, I, that was the deal I made with mm-hmm. our landlord, was I will do the outside. And I, and I told Jim that I would keep the place, you know, looking clean. Yeah. Or the place, like, in better condition than what, you know, Harris, or, well, your previous roommate moved out. I don't really want to state names in there, but. Yeah, he listens to the podcast, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy. And I like talking shit, but yeah, it there there was a lot that I had to clean. <laughs> we'll just state that um, in the most awkward way it, possible. In the in the nicest way possible, there was a lot. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of there. There was a lot. Of We're still friends with him. It, this isn't good. Yeah, like we, an actual Harris, Harris is thing. a cool dude. We'll have to get him on a podcast sometime. Yeah, a, it's cool one guy. of those things of just like living with him. Him and I just couldn't do it. Like, we were too different as far as, like, cleanliness goes. It's like Steven and Luis, kind of. Yeah, it's exactly like Steven and Luis. It's just one person doesn't really... It's just weird how, like, well, you, me, and Ryan actually, like... It seemed like everybody thought it was going to be a bad idea. Work well because, like... We're just like, hey, we want our own space, but also, like, hey, let's hang out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, that was the thing that sucked was... Whenever we were back in college, you know, it was just the three of us always hanging out. Like, yeah, Ryan had his friends. We all had our friends. But at the end of the day, it was always us three. And so now that we're living together, it's like, eh, cool. <laughs> it's like, cool how people are coming over. All right, cool. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, we don't have to hang out with each other's friends, but, you know. If we do, we do. Yeah. <laughs> if not, then, you know, we just go up to a room or we go downstairs or... Which is kind of the thing, the cool thing about where we live, too, is just, it's, there's been so many people who have been by our house, 
and you know they'll check up it in on us and they're and we tell them all the time it's a safe place like if you have my number you have my facebook or whatever and you need to get away from everything we'll just come over like, yeah yeah it's like if we got food you know i'll cook you up something we'll give you drinks or you know whatever like we get it not everybody's gonna have those friends of like oh you know come you know come hang out at our apartment or something it's like if you want to get away from literally everybody we're we're far we're, away enough yeah we're literally like up on the side of a mountain like back in the woods like my favorite thing about this place is we're far away enough from campus to where everything is quiet but we're close enough to where you're not killing yourself getting to us yeah like we're it's a very nice location it's very quaint which i yeah. prefer i like having just kind of a quiet morning yeah. When I wake up and it's like, I have to deal with, you know, the sound of road construction or... Road construction, you know, people going to class or anything, band warm-ups. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't miss those days. I don't miss the loud brass and the freaking Well, you see what Potom is doing now. God, right? that program has gone down to shit. Well, the band now is just a pep band. I know. Well, no, it's even, like, in the season. past, like, two years or so, the show has been the exact, like, my mom said it. The show's been basically the exact same. The show has been the same with different music. Yep. Like, I don't know when it made that change, but it just got so boring. Like, my freshman year was I think the it hardest got... show that I've ever done. And it was great. I was having fun with it. I think it got boring so after 2016. Yeah, and then 2016 happened, and it was just like... 2016 was good, and then... It was made a lot easier. Everything else was just kind of... Yeah, yeah, it was made a lot easier. It was dumbed down, and it was just like... There was nothing hard about that show. The hardest drill I had was my freshman year. That was Generation Next. My... Uh, that was Michael Gaines writing our drill. Yeah, so, uh, that's was, what's you know, up. Cavaliers. Yeah, with That's What's Up, that's whenever... Uh, that's What's Up had some pretty intense drill. Yeah, there was too. a lot of cross-throughs and everything. I was like, yes, this is the, what I was wanting. And then the, the gate year, turns and all. God, the gate turns were amazing. They looked so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's just... You know, that's where I think a lot of us met our family, quote-unquote, was through band. Through band, yeah. Which is good, but also, too, it's like... God, they're so unsupportive of each other. Like... Everybody's like, oh, well, I'm tight for cash, or I'm this, this, and this, and it's like, then why did you invite me to do this? If yeah. It's like, if you can't, it's like, well, I just want to hang out with you. Then just say you want to hang out. Let's go do something free. Let's go jump in the creek. Let's walk yeah. around campus. Let's do something that isn't costing either of us gas or something. It was that's always, why I'm always... That's you always what... had to be under the influence. That's the one thing I hated about college, mm-hmm. was nothing was fun unless you were under the influence. Well, like, that's why, like, every time someone was like, hey, let's go out somewhere, and if I was broke, I would be like, hey, I don't have the money for it, I can't go, and if someone offers, and, like, I kind of re- like I kind of make sure, or reassure that they're l- I'm like, alright, well, are you sure about that? Like... Well, I mean, hell, that kind of became my... You don't have to, and they're like, okay, yeah, man, I'll spot you and all, and then I'm like, okay, sure. Well, I mean, hell, that kind of became, like, a catchphrase for me, it was like, get in, bitch. Yeah, I mean, you, like, I mean, you would literally text me and be like, I'm outside your dorm. You have about three minutes to get out here. And I'm like, oh, cool. Where are we going? Oh, we're going to get food. Oh, I don't have money. Tough shit. I'm buying. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't care. <laughs> okay. I've I'm on my way. I've never cared to do that. And everybody's like, oh, well, you didn't have to buy this for me. I'm like, I, I wanted food. I mean, I do the same thing, though. I'll be like, hey, let's yeah. go out. Oh, I don't have the money. I'll spot you shit. Or even now, you just bring home food whenever. I'm just like, oh, cool. 
I don't have to cook today. I've come out from work with like a full on like thing of fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like sides and all, or I'll just bring home subs and be like, hey man, dinner. It's like, cool, I don't have to cook. Like, this is great for me. It's the best part about working at food business. Yeah. But man, I mean, it's just like, God, love is weird. I, love is weird. Or Family the, is weird. Life is weird. <laughs> Everything's just weird. I think, <laughs> well, actually, this was one of the quotes Perception I said. Perception is reality. One of the quotes I said to uh, one of my friends was, you know, I, I love her to death, but the big bad finally happened. Her boyfriend broke up with her. They've been together two years. And she told me the only reason why they broke up, lack of communication and understanding. And I was so upset because this girl did not deserve to have her heart broken. Yeah. She is an absolutely amazing human being. I love her to death. She's doing some great things with her life. And it just sucked. You know, she moved in with the guy after about a year or so of dating. You know, they, it was one of those things. That, so still very soon. Well, they were, it was the thing of they were friends. You know, they've known each other for a while. So they finally said, hey, let's give this a sh- shot. And so that happened. Um, but the way she had told me was she came home one day and all of his stuff was gone. And I was just like, oh. That is the worst way to find out that you're not like this. So she asked him, you know, what happened? And he was like, I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. But I've been very unhappy for a long time now. And it's like, bitch. You should have brought it up in the first. You should have brought it up whenever you first started feeling unhappy. Yeah, like, just be honest. That's the one thing I've always hated. It's like, well, I've never had or I've never had the ability to be honest. Don't just ghost someone. It's like, I've never been able to be honest with somebody. It's like. No, you've had the ability, but everybody else is just, yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, people have hurt me by lying to me and doing all this stuff. So why would you do that to the other person? It's like the people who say, oh, I was in a toxic and abusive relationship, and then you end up being the toxic and abusive one. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I've never understood that, and it just, it boggles my mind that this still exists. Like, to this day. Yeah, and so that, to me, that was one of the things of, like, you know, she's family, you know. I told her before I had a crush on her, and then we talked about it, and I was like, oh, okay. Because, you know, work-wise, school-wise, and everything, there was no way we could have made it work. And we were just like, oh, okay, so we'll just be friends. So that's what's worked out for us. And then after seeing that whole ordeal, I was like, God dang it. Like, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not there to help you, but I'm sorry this happened. Like, God. But like I said, she's never the person to let anybody see how she's feeling, but mm-hmm. it, it broke her. And I, uh, I mean, it would fuck me up, too. Yeah. I mean, just having, like, someone just be like, hey, peace, and you didn't even know that they were just peacing out, and you have to come home to find that out. Yeah, I was just like, oh. that would suck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just like, ugh. Again, that's not the whole reason why I'm scared of dating. Like, I'm, I'm still all for it. Like, if I find somebody, I find them. But that's all like, I am. Yeah, but I, I, I can't force it anymore. Like me personally, I'm just, I'm too paranoid for that shit. 
So yeah, I'm very I'm the anxious type that's like I need a lot of reassurance. And not really. everybody's able to give that. Yeah, no, and like a lot of people don't yeah, they don't like to give it. And that's one of the things I told her was like, dude, love is so easy. It is so easy. I'm like, just but tell me I'm doing a good job and yeah. I you know. Or but tell even me then like and for some people, which I still understand but I'm still kinda of confused on is Whenever I say I need a lot of reinsurance, that doesn't mean I need you to baby me for like two hours every single day at this specific time. It's, hey, you know, I've kind of had a rough patch. Well, you know you're doing your best. You're doing okay. I love you. You know, just take your time. It's okay. A lot of times I've just needed to hear it's okay and they can't reciprocate that. And I'm just like, well, there goes that. And then I realize it's just somebody I don't need to be in a relationship with. Which is nothing wrong. But, you know, at the, you know, me being younger, it was like, oh, well, I guess I'm never going to find anybody then and all this stuff. And it's like, no, you will. Just, it's not going to be soon. Because you don't even know what you're doing with your life. So why even worry so much about it? Somebody else. I've never really been the type to be, like, I was never really desperate for... A relationship at all or for dating at all when I was younger. I was curious. Like, I, I was kind of, like, there were some girls I had a crush on, like, oh, yeah, you know, I think they're cute or, you know, cool, I'm going to try and shoot my shot, but, and usually I got rejected, but, you know, I didn't really care. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. I was definitely the person that cared. I, I was I've like, cried over girlfriends before, and I was just like, there's no need for that. I Now, I don't, but. Yeah, I don't really cry over people. Um, Plus, it was like, I was in high school. Like, why am I crying over these girls? Because, freaking, <laughs> we're probably going to break up before we go to college anyways. Mm-hmm. Which is usually what happens, but, hey, some people made it work. So, kudos to them. You look tired. Yeah, I'm... Starting to doze off. Yeah, I'm kind of... I got a freaking shower, dude. I'm oily and greasy right now. I feel gross. I showered earlier. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Right. That's it's been a while. Oh, that was a good one. Just uh, me and you. Uh huh. Tomorrow will be a more. Uh... <laughs> Tomorrow is gonna Tomorrow's, be such a nightmare because I'm pretty sure it's gonna <laughs> be like us two, uh, Mason, his brother Calvin, his friend from Knoxville. And then... So we gotta try and clean up beforehand. Yeah. Oh gosh. I don't have to be at work until three thirty tomorrow, yeah. so we can clean around the house in the morning. Yeah, I got a doctor's appointment at 2, so I'm probably going to be asleep till like, noon or some shit. Yeah, I'll probably be waking up around that time anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah we tried to talk to Mason during the game, too, but even then, that was impossible. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, but yeah. It's been a while since it's just been me and you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm trying to remember the last time we did just those two. God. That was, that was probably like three podcasts ago. Or like, yeah, because we've had Luis and two of them. No, that would have been about four. Four podcasts ago. We had Luis and two of them and Mason and one. Yeah. And they were all back to back, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So yeah, it was about four podcasts ago. Yeah. Which was like... <laughs> probably last month. Yeah, like... We so, haven't been doing this Because we started long. podcasting at what, like... 
late June, July, yeah. early July, something like that. So it was probably like, it was probably, yeah, like a month ago or so. Yeah. I will say, though, the uh, the mental health one about, like, when we talked about yours and then we talked about mine, like, the next day, mm-hmm. that one has ten plays by just random people. Huh. And I was like, ten people found us. I'm so happy. I wonder how they did. What do you mean? I wonder how they found us. Um... So Probably like, just like video. I looked at the analytics and it was like one person was from uh like Apple Podcast or something. Mm. Another one I mean, most of them are from Spotify. Because I'll post it on like Instagram or uh my Snapchat or something and it's like, oh, you know, click this link and then boom, here you are. Mm-hmm. So it's usually for that. We also have one UK listener. So I was kinda confused how oh the... I governor <laughs> and we probably just lost that one because yeah they're that. probably like well this racist asshole or it's like well <laughs> it's anti-british prick <laughs> yeah but yeah I mean just like yeah it was fun mm-hmm. so moral of everything that we've talked about today choose your own happiness don't let people control you love is weird <laughs> life, life is, weird. is weird everything is fucking weird <laughs> Just <laughs> and just choose happiness. Yeah, just do what makes you happy, even if it's proven as selfish by others. Self-advocacy is never a bad thing. No. Selfishness and self-advocacy are two completely different topics. Choose happiness as long as you don't hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we're done. Yeah. God, I feel gross. I feel so gross. Please not. Damn, it's 3.20. Yeah, I don't even know how long we've been talking. Like, whenever Mason said he was going to bed, I was like, dude, it's 1 a.m. Oh, shit, it's 2.30. <laughs> you don't even remember what time we even started the podcast. Oh, it's, uh... It's probably, what, a two-hour podcast we did? Uh, usually, yeah. Uh...